We're talking about change. Changing the lights of Hashem and changing ourselves. And we're saying that these two things are connected. To change the lights of Hashem, it's through our own change. But we went into a profound point about the meaning of change. Let's, let's, let's break it down a little bit. Um, tzaddikim don't experience real change. Because even when they make dramatic moves in their lives, they, they always wanted it. Like we discussing yesterday with the Mitla Rebbe, even the Mitla Rebbe, he was very impressed with what the Chassid said to him, but the Mitla Rebbe is a tzaddik. A tzaddik always wants to do the will of Hashem. It happens to be the will of Hashem is, is something completely different than, than what he was before or, or, or whatever. What Moshe Rabbeinu was before, he saw the burning bush, he had to go to the burning bush, it changed him. As Chassid explains that the burning bush was a thorn bush. Moshe Rabbeinu was being shown by Hashem a message that all future Jewish leaders have to know, which is some Jews are like fruit trees. They have a yearning for Hashem and the yearning is satiated. Some Jews are like a thorn bush. That means they don't have any way to satiate their yearning for Hashem because they have nothing, they have nothing to satisfy this yearning because they, they don't know how to learn Torah. So, so Hashem wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to see the majesty of, of the neshama of simple people that they yearn to be close to Hashem. So that affected Moshe Rabbeinu. That, so to speak, caused Moshe Rabbeinu to leave where he was to go before to go to a different place. Okay, but Moshe Rabbeinu is a tzaddik. A tzaddik always wants to do the right thing. As we learned the example of a, you plant a seed. You plant a seed, the seed rots, then a tree grows. Is a tree the same as the seed? No. But what is the destiny of a seed? The destiny of an apple seed is to produce an apple tree. When the seed rots in the ground and becomes the apple tree, is it really a change from what it was intended to be? No. It, it rots completely. It completely is, is obliterated in the ground. Now something new emerges. But it's not really new. It's not really new because a seed is always about <coughs> growing a tree. Similarly, um, there's some things that we're used to doing, some things we're not used to doing. When we suspend our will to the will of Hashem, we give in to the Ebishter. We give in and we do what Hashem wants us to do. So, if we're doing something that we're not used to doing, it, 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 there's, there's some friction there. Like one guy was telling me yesterday, he always wanted to finish something in Torah. He always wanted to finish something in Torah. So he wants, he doesn't, he doesn't want to do what the Rebbe says about Rambam. The Rebbe says, if you've missed several chapters of Rambam, you're behind, do today's first. He doesn't want to do today's first. He wants to have the, the virtue of completing the Rambam. So, so it's because he wants to have the virtue of consistency, um, this particular thing. So, ordinarily, when you try to do something you haven't done before, there's friction. It goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. It doesn't, it's not you. It's not, it's not you yet. You're just, you're not, you haven't become a new entity yet. You, have, you haven't made a part of you. So you suspend your will. I don't know if you saw this, but some magazines are giving out these, these uh, signs. No Lashon Hara in our sukkah, right? <laughs> you put it up in your sukkah and you don't say Lashon Hara in your sukkah. Okay, but then every time you mention the Goldsteins, everyone quiet. <laughs> don't say anything about the Goldsteins, right? It, 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 doesn't, mean it's become, it doesn't, doesn't mean it's become you. You're, you're suspending your will for the sake of Hashem's will, but it doesn't become... It hasn't become something that, that's, that's part of your reality. 
it's, 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 there's friction, it goes up and down. But the Rambam says, tshuva means you become a new entity. New entity means a new being. That means the will of Hashem has become your will, and you have decided, and not just decided, but you're completely devoted to Hashem's will in a way that this is who you are. That's a total departure from what you were before. Before you're ready to do the will of Hashem, and there are things that you're not ready to do, and things you are ready to do, but everyone knows the things you're not ready to do. When you do those things, and you suspend your will for the sake of Hashem, it's not, it's, it's not yet you until it is you, until you made the real dramatic move, and, and it's consistent. And okay, I'm not giving a good example, because a human nature is, it takes time to, for things to become your nature. The idea of tshuva is not that it's it's true that there's some things that take time to become your nature. That's that's not that doesn't mean just because it takes your time to become consistent in something. It doesn't mean you haven't done tshuva yet. But let's say this: this this um, the, the essence of tshuva is that you want to return to Hashem, do His will, not, and, and and to do what Hashem wants you to do. That's the essence of tshuva. That's a total departure where you're before. That's a totally new. You have now become a new entity. You've now become someone different than you were before. You had no interest in what Hashem wanted you to do in these specific things. And now you're saying, no, Abishar, I am yours. I want to do these things too. That, now you're a new entity. You're, you're somebody new. So tshuva creates something new in a person. So because tshuva creates something new in ourselves, therefore it causes this new um, reaction in, in heaven where these lights of Hashem, which have no, which have no possibility of, of coming into the world and be absorbed internally and meaningfully in the world, become absorbed and become meaningfully attached to us and to our world. There are godly energies in every creature. Every creature has its own godly energy. That godly energy fits that creature. Then there's the way Hashem's light shines the way it is. It's infinite light. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It can't fit because it's infinite. What we're talking about is what, do, what Hashem's light, the way it shines. Think about a teacher and a student. There's a way a teacher understands the idea, the way a teacher conveys the idea to a student. He can condenses and he contracts the idea until it fits into the mind of the student. Those are two different kinds of things. The way a teacher learns himself and the way a teacher condenses it to the student. The way a teacher learns himself to the student, it's, 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 it's makif, it's transcendent, it's not, it's not in his vessel. So what happens over here is we're saying is, is that the light of Hashem, which is transcendent, which is infinite, not only are we able to, to absorb it, but that light itself becomes a light that is, think of it about an experience. You're so excited with such an experience, you can't put into words. It's, you, you don't have words to, to express the experience. It's makif. You, don't, you can't crystallize it into words. So what happens is, is this, this lofty light of Hashem, it comes into words. It comes into, a, into vessels. It comes into our world. It becomes part of us. What affects this change in this lofty light of Hashem? What affects this change is that we do the same in ourselves. We take the godly energy of our neshama and we recreate ourselves. There is a part of our neshama which has no limitations, no parameters, and it's able to, to affect us to become a whole new entity, to become a different person than we were before. That's a... Uh, you're just on time. You're just on time. You're perfect. You're Wait, wait. So, 
when we um, do tshuva, what are we doing? We're making ourselves into a new entity. How can we make ourselves into a new entity? What in us, what in us wants to do this? What in us is capable of doing this? The essence in the Shama has no parameters and therefore can take you from being the, what, what you were a moment ago and now you're the person who is dedicated to the Eivishter. The essence in the Shama is capable of, has no parameters. Just like Hashem has no parameters. And therefore his lights, can, which have, can come into vessels, could come into vessels. And they could become settled. And they could become limited. They could be harnessed. So too, the essence of our soul, which is one with the essence of Hashem, could affect a similar thing in us, that we become new people. Okay. But then yesterday, we added a point. Forget about what the essence of Hashem does to us. Let's, also, let's talk about why we want to do it in the first place. What about us wants to do truth in the first place? Truva means I'm separated, I'm not interested, and now my essence of my soul can recreate me, it's one with the essence of Hashem, and it, could, it, it can power a, a dramatic change. That's, that's amazing. Why do I care to make a change? What, 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 what about me wants to make a change? The reason I want to make a change is because I have never left him. Because a part of me that was one is one with him all the time. The reason why I care to, to be close to Hashem is because I never actually severed my bond with Hashem. That my deepest self, my essence, my essence of my neshama was always one with him. Since it was always one with him, therefore it puts into my mind this thought, I want to be closer. I want to, I want to do mitzvahs. I want to learn Torah. I want to do tshuva. So there is the what of tshuva. Shuvah creates a new entity. You're now a different person. You, you're, now, you're now doing different things than you did, you did before. Amazing. What, why can you do that? Because your essence in the Shama has no parameters. It can create something out of nothing. Fantastic. But then there's, and there's another point. Why do you care to do Shuvah? You care to do Shuvah because you never left it. Because your essence in the Shama... Not, the first point is your essence in the Shama is magical. It's miraculous. It's amazing. It could do stunts. Okay. The second point is, it's not a stunt. The, the reason why you care is because you know, you, you, there's some part of you that never left. People always are upset, you know, well, everyone's upset about making mistakes, right? Makes sense, but ever thought about the fact that the part of you that cares that you made a mistake shows that you're healthy, there's something healthy in you. Why do you care you made a mistake? The famous story of the Tzemach Tzedek, the Tzemach Tzedek, some guy comes to Tzemach Tzedek and he says to Tzemach Tzedek, I'm not sure I believe in Hashem. Tzemach Tzedek says, so what? He says, what do you mean? I'm a Yidi, you're supposed to believe in Hashem. Right? It's, 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 it's part of who he is. Tzemach Tzedek says, you're okay. If, if it bothers you that you're a Yidi, you're supposed to believe in Hashem, you're okay. The reason it bothers us that we feel sev- that, we, that, we've, that we've made mistakes is because S and Hashem is one with Hashem. Okay. So, um, let's... Um, Let's, let's read in the Mimer on page 149. Who, the difference between the what of tshuva and the why of tshuva is this. The expression of our deepest self, of our essence of our soul, in the fact that even after we've made mistakes, we return to Hashem. What that means is that you've made mistakes, You've come, separate, you've come separate from Hashem, and now you do tshuva. 
But since the source of your soul is in the essence of Hashem, and it's beyond any, it's, it's in Hashem Himself. The the separation that exists is only external. And therefore, you're able to do tshuva because why can you do tshuva? Just reveal who you are, reveal your essence. You're, the reason why you're able to do tshuva is because the, 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 the separation is only external. So, the reason why I'm able to discover new water, the reason why I'm able to discover a new connection to Hashem is because if I went deeper, there's a part of me that was always connected. That's why it's possible to create a new bond with Hashem because there's a part of me which was never separated. Then there's another point. Why do I care to do tshuva? I care to do tshuva because they're never because I never left. I care to do tshuva because the, my essence and my soul is always faithful to Hashem. The first point is there's a part of me that's still whole. That's why I can recreate myself. The second point is that the part of you that's still whole never left. And that's why you care to do tshuva in the first place. If I'm looking at the first point, I'm looking at a mistake, at failure, and I'm saying, why can this be corrected? The second point I'm saying is, I'm looking at, at, I'm looking at myself in a deeper way, I'm saying that there, there's nothing to correct. Uh, the essence of, my, of who I am is one with Hashem. Um, look at the line that starts with the word who. The sins didn't make any problem, any deficiency at all, in my, in my attachment to Hashem. Even while I'm sinning, my soul is faithful to Hashem. This is similar to um, what this discourse, as I mentioned, is a continuation of three of two other discourses. In the other discourses, Deborah spoke about the atonement of Yom Kippur. Why does why does Hashem forgive us on Yom Kippur? Because we've transgressed Hashem's desire, and Hashem is the author of His desire. So He could just like He issue the desire, he could retract the desire. He's not forced to follow his desire. So we didn't say Shema Chasashom. So the Abishah could say, the Abishah gave us the mitzvah of Shema, could say, I forgive you for not saying Shema. He's not forced to follow his desire. Because he is the author of his desire, therefore he could rectify our mistakes. That's one kind of atonement that, that is achieved on, on Yom Kippur. That there, there is a place where there is a mistake, and then there is looking deeper and going to the source of, of, of Hashem's desire and saying, okay, that could be rectified. Then there's another element of the atonement of Yom Kippur. Next page. The connection of a Jew to Hashem that's revealed in Yom Kippur is such that Hashem reveals the part of us never sinned in the first place. The reason why Hashem forgives us in Yom Kippur is not because he, it's revealed how Hashem is the author, author of his desire and therefore he could rescind it. But more, there was never a part of us that separated. There was never a separation in the first place. The essence of Hashem never sinned. The essence of Hashem was always faithful to Hashem. So there is an atonement because Hashem is not forced to follow his own desire. 
Then there is an atonement because there was never an issue in the first place. Is there a difference? No? Kind of. Kind of. There was never a there was never a separation in the first place. Oh, okay. There wasn't. No, because be. the essence of your neshama oh, is at the level of essence. Right. There is never a separation. Right. Um, imagine a king gives it a, gives it ish, gives a commandment to his subjects. Everybody has to close their stores on on Wednesdays. All right, and if, if not, off you with your head. So the king's son, he lives in, living in this town, and he opens a store on Wednesday. And the police come, and they say, off with your head. He says, no, 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 not me. I'm the king's son. He, doesn't, he, he definitely would not want this to happen to me. Like, listen, we have rules here. The rules are off with your head. So the, what does the king's son do? He escapes from the town, and he goes back to his dad. He says, Dad, they want to kill me. So that's no, no, not you. He tells the mayor, he tells the governor, not with him. Okay. That's so. So. So there is, so, so to speak, the level where Hashem issued His desire. Hashem issued His desire, and this is what this is what we have to do. Then there is something. Then there is how we're Hashem's children, and there is no there's there's no separation in the first place. In this example, okay, the king's son comes back to his dad, and that his dad forgives him because because of their bondage to the, the bond they have with each other. But we're saying even deeper. That there is a part of the sun that never opened the store on Wednesday, only externally the open store on Wednesday. He 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 he's, he's he is faithful to Hashem, and therefore he never is separated from Hashem. Um, every Jew wants to what Hashem wants, as says the Rambam. Every Jew wants to the will of Hashem. This is in any situation we're in. That, but it's that's something deeper within us. But if you ask the guy, uh, "What do you want?" He doesn't say he wants to do the will of Hashem. So, um, <laughs> if we were to go, um, if we were. To, the, the Raman gives an example of someone who's supposed to give a divorce doesn't give his wife a divorce. He says, I don't want to give a divorce. So deep down he wants to give a divorce. But the deep down is, and, and him are, are two different things. But um, let's talk about the essence of the neshama. The essence of the neshama, what can't, nothing a person does can contradict that bond he has with Hashem. So even if the son does the opposite of what his father wants, doesn't affect the fact he's a son. So, even while he is screaming, I don't want to give the divorce, deep down he's screaming, I want to give the divorce. I want to do what, I want to do what the Torah says to do. The essence of the Shama is our essence. It's who we are. And even in every situation we're in. Okay, I'm saying too many things. I'm going to make everybody confused. Okay. Let's read a little further. Next paragraph on page 150. Why is it Yom Kippur only forgives you if you do tshuva? If the reason Hashem forgives us is because we never made a mistake in the first place, because we're always faithful. So why is tshuva important? Hashem wants... That in order to reveal our deepest self, we should do something. 
whatever comes down into this world from heaven, Hashem wants us to put our to put our hands into it, to, to start it, to do something to trigger it. Since the reason I care to do tshuva, why do I care to do tshuva? It's because my essence is one with the essence of Hashem. Since that, that's why I care to do tshuva. Therefore, um, my tshuva is an expression of my my essence, and therefore Yom Kippur is the day when Hashem reveals my essence. What do I do to contribute to this um, this this revelation? I do tshuva. My, so Yom Kippur is taka when Hashem reveals our bond with Him. That that's 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 intrinsic. But in order to make it happen for me, I need to do tshuva because by doing tshuva, I'm expressing this bond. So tshuva is important in Yom Kippur, even though Yom Kippur is not contingent on tshuva. But the reason why, according to Rebbe. Um, you don't need to do tshuva in Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur is not about tshuva. Yom Kippur is about the fact that in the essence of your soul is one with Hashem. According to the Rabbanon, you have to do tshuva in Yom Kippur. Otherwise, Yom Kippur doesn't work. Why is it important to do tshuva? Isn't, don't the Rabbanon agree that Yom Kippur is a special day or intrinsically? They do. But, they, but the Rabbanon say in order to bring down to the world for you Yom Kippur, you have to do something in yourself that's like Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur means that your essence of your soul is one with Hashem. Do something that shows the essence of your, of your Hashem is one with Hashem. Do tshuva. And when you do tshuva, that will reveal for you, Hashem will reveal for you the, 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 the part of yourself that never left in the first place. Okay. Um, You're like, that's making a vessel for Yom Kippur? Right, exactly. It's making a vessel for Yom Kippur. Exactly the, 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 the right word. You're making a vessel for Yom Kippur by, by acting in, trins- in, 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 in sync with your essence of your, of your soul. Um, Let's let's go. Let's go. Um, let me try again to say something, and hopefully uh, my uh, lack of sleep won't uh, make me confusing again. Um, there is Hashem who issued the desire, right? Hashem said, "I want this mitzvah to be done." There is the desire itself. There's the ratzin. Um, in this um, this realm, in this layer of our bond with Hashem as Hashem is the, as, as Hashem is the one who gives commandments the connection between the Jew and Hashem is about a Jew bringing down a Jew fulfilling the will of Hashem the Torah and mitzvahs are the vessel through how a Jew bonds with Hashem so when a Jew trans- transgresses the will of Hashem so he's missing that desire he's missing that mitzvah so this sin is considered a problem because the way you connect with Hashem is through a mitzvah. There, there, the, as Hashem is the one who gives mitzvahs, as Hashem is in that level, as Hashem contracts Himself to be the one to give us mitzvahs, so then your sin is a sin. You're missing a mitzvah. But the other hand, huh? You're transgressing a positive mitzvah? Either way. Either way, either you're transgressing a positive mitzvah, you're not doing, or you're doing something Hashem said not to do. Whatever it is, if you're violating the will of Hashem, Hashem is connecting you with you through His through His will. So I'm saying, I, I, our bond is that I am asking you to do this, and this is how you do this, this will, this will connect you to me. So if you transgress and violate His will, so you're severing yourself with Hashem. However, Hashem, since He is the one who gave the commandment, He could forgive the commandment. 
So there's a, there is an issue, and Hashem could solve the issue. If Hashem, um, Hashem um, really wants the Jew, the term mitzvahs are a means to connect to the Jew. Hashem gives us their mitzvahs because He wants to connect with us. But he, what He's interested in is connecting with us. So therefore, although I did an Avera, when I do tshuva, I, I make a new vessel for God's desire. I, there's one way of bringing God's desire down through saying Shema. There's another way of bringing God's desire down to the world by regretting not saying Shema. So by, by regretting not saying Shema, I'm, I'm, I'm eliciting a new desire from Hashem that wasn't there before. That wasn't there before. Tshuva elicits a new desire. So I become, again, in the language of Tanya, the Altar says that it's possible through tshuva and giving a gift to us. It's like a king. If you've transgressed the will of a king, your king can forgive you. But you want not just the king to forgive you, but you want to be as beloved to the king as the way you were before, before you sinned. So it's possible through tshuva to do the same thing. You violate Hashem's desire. But Hashem is not interested in His desire. Hashem is interested in you. So when you do tshuva, you're able to bring out a new desire of Hashem. Then Hashem forgives you, and so to speak, there is a river, there's the, there, and, and the river dries up. There's a godly flow, and it's not there. You've missed the mitzvah. You could dig deeper and find new water. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is digging deeper and finding new water. Hashem, I'm sorry I didn't do this. I miss you. I want to be close to you. And that new relationship you have with Hashem, with greater power, because of the feeling of distance, that does something. But then there's something deeper. There's a part of a connection of Jew to Hashem that is not because of the mitzvahs, not fixing Hashem's desire, and not doing Hashem's desire, not atoning for the fact that I didn't do Hashem's desire. There's a connection we have because a Jew and Hashem are one. At that level, there's no deficiency in not doing mitzvahs. It's not that you could rectify it because you could cause, you could do truth and Hashem could forgive you. There's no problem in the first place. And this is what motivates us to do tshuva in the first place. What motivates, motivates us to do tshuva is because there's a part of us that never left. L'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim, We have one more minute. Okay. Any questions, comments, criticism? Okay. Tomatoes or cucumbers? No? Oh, no, it's exactly the same. So, oh, my, <laughs> I have a $5 watch. Rebzev, you have a question? <laughs> no, what's going on, Rebzev? Okay. All right. There's... Yeah. No idea what is going on. The Rebbe is telling us the reason why we want to do tshuva is because we never left in the first place. I know if you, you saw years ago there was a, there was a advertisement for J, Jews for J, uh, I found it, I found it, I found it. And then uh, Jews were faithful to Mitzvah, but on a different advertisement. We never lost it, never lost it. So a similar way in ourselves, uh, we think, I found the new connection, I've done tshuva. The reason why you find new connection to Hashem is because you never lost in the first place. L'chaim. That's a tshuva, to come back to yourself. Back to yourself. The head is, the head is. Right. If I would know how to make a lula.